Hey, what up, everyone? This is Between the Lines. This is our first podcast. I, my name is Ryan Pickell. I'm here at the J School at the University of Nebraska. And I'm joined here by A.J. Hill. Would you like to introduce yourself today, A.J.? What's going on, everybody? My name is A.J. Hill. I'm not part of the J School. I'm in the finance area, but Pickell, also known as Pickle, is my roommate. He asked me to join here, so guess you could say i'm pretty excited for this all right so um today we're gonna be talking about we're gonna be going over week one of the nfl so we just started week two this is gonna come in a day later um so we're gonna go off we're gonna start off with the the booms of the week so for what i have i got the 49ers do you think the 49ers were like a good team this week yeah the 49ers look great Anyone, if anyone had any speculations on Brock Purdy and his injury that he had at the end of the season, whether or not he'd be able to perform how he was last season, I think those speculations were put away. He had a pretty nice week, two tutties, a little over 200 yards passing, so I think he performed real nicely, and defense obviously did pretty well too. Yeah, um, I was on Yahoo yesterday, and they actually say that the 49ers are Super Bowl favorites because they did beat Steelers 30-7. to Kenny Pickett was actually not too good this game, would you say? Yeah, no, Kenny Pickett had two interceptions, and he did get sacked five times. So, got to work on giving him better protection and him being able to possibly get the ball out a little quicker. But he's young, still still trying to learn the ways. Yeah, um, altogether, uh, San Francisco offense was very efficient. Uh, they got 391 yards like that game. That's actually a pretty insane number, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah, was a good number. They had, um, I think, close to 200 yards rushing, which is a really nice number to come across with Christian McCaffrey having 152 of those. So he's he's a beast out there. Yeah, not only was Christian McCaffrey a beast out there. What about Brandon Ayuk? Brandon Ayuk. He, he, was, he was crazy out there. Yeah, he looked really good. He was He's the one who caught those two touchdown passes from Brock. He had a, almost 130 yards receiving, so he looks real well. Um, possibly wide receiver one this year over Debo Samuel. I, I honestly would say so. I mean, he's been on the rise like from last year. I had him on my fantasy team. He, he had like a pretty great year. Right. But other hand, George Kittle, he only had 19 yards that game. That, that was kind of not the the norm for him. He only had three catches, honestly. Yeah, three catches. He had six targets. I'm not sure, really, if he uh, had some drops or really were kind of just throwaways in his area. But you would expect a little more from George Kittle, but maybe he just wasn't getting the, uh, the looks he would normally get. Honestly, though, the uh, Rams have a favorable schedule coming up. They, uh, Sorry, the 49ers have a favorable schedule coming up. They can play the Rams, Giants, and Cardinals the next three weeks. Should be pretty good for them. We all know the Cardinals aren't that great. I mean, I think they did pull out – did they pull out the dub week one? Let's take, the Cardinals? No, the Cardinals, they, did not. they lost. That's right. They lost to the Commanders. I forgot. But then you said who they play after the Cardinals? Uh, They don't play the Cardinals. They play the Giants in – Week three, the yeah. yeah the 49ers. So the 49ers are Giants, Cardinals. Cardinals are after, after the, after the Giants. All right, all right. So all right. So actually, on the topic of the Giants, they played the Cowboys. That's my second boom of the week. 
Giants were horrible <laughs> in the undesirable conditions, but the 49ers put up – or sorry, the Cowboys put up 40 that week. Yeah, Cowboys' defense looked pretty dang good, you could say. I think they got like 35 fantasy points, which was yeah, unheard of for defense. They did a lot. They did pretty good. Um, Parsons. Parsons looks like he had a solid game. He had a sack in there, too. Just the defense overall. I mean, I think they had a, came away with a total of two interceptions in that game. So, And a lot yeah. of fu- and a lot of fumble pickups, too. Yeah. Fumble recoveries. Just going to be honest, I did not watch this game. Yeah, it was but. kind of a brutal watch. I was, I was at the football practice for getting ready for Husker football yeah. this week, and it was a brutal game. I caught the end of it. It was probably – 30 to 0 I think or around 30 to 0 when I came mm-hmm. back and actually watched it. Yeah, I have I had the Giants on my bust. So just on the opposite end of your boom. They were on my bust and for obvious reasons getting blown out. Daniel Jones did not look that great after he got paid this season. You would expect him 40 to perform million, 40 mm-hmm. million 40 million a year. You would expect a little more than less than 50% completion rate. And 100 passing yards. Some might blame it on the conditions. I blame it on his horrible passing. <laughs> yeah. Cowboys Cowboys got through it. They they play in a dome, and they don't go through any of the conditions that, mm-hmm. the, that was obviously at stake there. Right. And then we got to see the backups play. We got to see backup quarterback play, which was kind of crazy. Tyrod Taylor coming in for at the end of the game. Had all he had two completions for two passing attempts, so mm-hmm. but kind of feel bad for Tyrod overall. Poor Cooper guy. Rush got in too. Cooper Rush did get in. He was he's a good backup, honestly. He had a great he season a last year. Solid backup. I can't remember if it was last year, or the season before, when he filled in for like five games, and they I think they won all of them or something. But they looked pretty I think good. He's, when he I think was he's in. four and one as a starter. Is he? I think he was four and okay. one last yeah, year. Yeah, I remember he did pretty dang good when he was in. I mean, Dak's not that great either, but... Well, Dak's pretty good. Dak's good. He didn't necessarily have a great game by any means, but... They ran the ball a lot. Tony Pollard, RB1 for that team now, and he had had a great game. Yeah, Tony Pollard had two touchdowns. They had a total of three rushing touchdowns that game. So, a lot of points on the ground. Not a whole lot going on through the air. I mean, CeeDee Lamb had a pretty solid game. 77 yards. Caught all the passes thrown his way. No touchdowns, though, through the air. So, they'll probably they'll work on that, and they'll, that'll change. They'll get some touchdowns in the air probably this week. And that game actually was the fifth straight game that the Giant, or the Cowboys have won over the Giants in 12th win in the last 13 meetings. Oh, wow. That's pretty nice. Giants yeah. need to fix something. Giants need not spend $40 million on their quarterback, honestly. I would have. Uh, I'd have to agree with you. And flipping on the defense side, Trayvon Diggs had a great game, too. He had two two fumble recoveries on that. Trayvon Diggs is a beast. He's honestly all the inter- – he was an interception king last year. He was mm-hmm. pretty crazy, if you ask me. And then my last boom that I had this week were the Lions, defeating the defending Super Bowl champions. I mean, right. would you like to say anything about that? Right. Well – I am a Chiefs fan, so I'm a little sad. A little sad about the turnout of that game. 
Giants played good. Their uh, defense looked pretty solid. The offense was their offense was okay, to be honest. They only put up 14 points on the offensive side. But they still look pretty good. Definitely, definitely a disappointing loss for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'd say, obviously, the biggest part, I'm sure most of you guys know, the receivers were not catching the ball that game. Specifically, Kadarius Toney. I think yeah, he had a horrible game. I wouldn't be surprised if he never touched the ball like the rest of the season, honestly. <laughs> well, that's not going to happen. They were just talking about how they got to keep feeding him in order for him to start catching again and get more comfortable. He didn't have a whole lot of anything going on during summer camp with the uh, injury, and I think he ended up got surgery. Which took him out for the rest of the uh, summer camp. So, yeah, hof- hopefully he gets that bounce back week. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was definitely in his head like horribly. Yeah. I think, and I'm sure most people probably think this: those drops don't occur, or at least the drop that turns into a pick six. The Chiefs pull out the dub in that yeah, game. That, that ball was in his hands. That ball was quite literally in his hands. It was a perfect pass, and it ended up in the end zone for the Lions. So. I believe that the Lions like pulled off a fake punt on like the on their fourth and two on their own they seventeen they yard did. line, which was on, like the they, first quarter, which was honestly crazy. Yeah, and then they ended up scoring on that, which really did hurt the Chiefs. There, I mean, it was looking like a three and out, and then they got us on the fake punt. Pretty disappointing. Special teams got to be ready for that, but it's honestly who was expecting a fake punt? And they were like on the twenty-five or thirty yard line, so. I wasn't expecting it, but good for them. <laughs> I mean, they deserve this win. Dan Campbell is a great quarterback. Hard fought. Coach. I said coach. You said quarterback. My bad. <laughs> I said quarterback. That's my bad. Good coach. He, uh, he's a great coach, honestly. Very gets his team fired up and everything. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, that game was a great game to start off the season. 1-0 for the Lions. We'll see how the Lions do this coming week. Um, I think they're uh, – who are they going against here? They got Seattle. So Seattle and his they're Geno favored. Smith. They're favored by five points against Seattle, so that should be a good game. See if Geno can have a bounce back week because Seattle did not necessarily perform that great last week either. No, they did not, honestly. And they're looking for their bounce back. Comeback player of the year, Geno Smith. Great yeah. guy. Great guy. Smith looked great last year. I believe he was quarterback number five, according to ESPN Fantasy. Really? Coming into this year? Last year, he finished off with quarterback number five. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he did great. He had a really incredible completion percentage. Um, I think it hovered around 70%. Not totally sure on the number, but... I can't really think about that off the top of my head. But he did extremely well, considering what he's been had been doing the previous 10 years he looked like a true a true qb1 so i'm hoping that he can continue to do that for the rest of his career whether that's four more years or what since we've gone through all of our booms and all that i think it's time to go over our busts of the week so what i got down here i had the bears as number one on my list bears coming into like a very hyped season yep. signing dj Moore and all that they're expect. I heard. I saw a projection that they were going to go twelve and five from an ESPN analysis. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Yeah, I think the twelve and five prediction is a bit out there. 
I'm not sure exactly how many people would agree, but the hype around the Bears coming into this season, there was some, there was a good amount of hype. People were thinking Justin Fields would perform a little better than he did there and take some steps coming into the season. There's still a long season to go. I'm thinking the Bears will perform and play better, and Justin Fields will learn and hopefully be a little bit better of a passer. He unfortunately had an interception, but he did have a touchdown to match. But all he's really got going for him right now is his legs. Have about 60 rushing yards, so that's pretty good for him there. But they unfortunately, they got beat pretty good. The Bears did. I yeah, wasn't say. it like 30 to 14 or something like that? 38 to 20. 38 to 20. Final score. Yeah, the Bears have lost 11 straight games overall, and have all 10 and 10 of them have come in a row against NFC North opponents. Bears came off a three and 14 season last year. I had to suffer through. Eight of those games, and it was just not a good sight to see. I did see Justin Fields set the pass or the rushing for quarterback or yards. I don't know. I can't really describe. Yards rushed by a quarterback. Yeah, yards rushed by a quarterback in a single game. Yeah, he went crazy last year on the ground with his legs. He is fast. He's quick. He sure can move. He finally got his wide receiver one now and didn't really cash in. No, no, DJ Moore the. Part of the trade that sent Carolina the first overall pick. Um, only had 25 receiving yards. And he only and caught two targets. Two, yeah, he only got caught. He caught 100% of the targets, but mm-hmm. there was only two of them. Only targeted twice. Yeah, Darnell Mooney on the other hand caught 53. He got 53 receiving yards and a whole touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, that was the only receiving touchdown was by Mooney. And then they had a single rushing touchdown. That was uh, by Johnson, so Rashawn Johnson, I believe that's how you pronounce the first name. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. But yeah, um, yeah, Bears definitely a bust there. I think another bust for the week would be um, the Bengals. Would yeah, you agree with me there? I agree with you there. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase cannot cannot put it together like this week. It was honestly like a sad sight to see. Not I mean. To be fair, Joe Burrow did get hurt at the beginning of this year. Joe did. He's been been treating that calf that got strained at the beginning of camp. However, when you pay a guy $275 million and make him the highest paid player in NFL history, you'd expect a little more than 14 of 31 and 82 passing yards. Yeah, that is kind of that is kind of ridiculous, honestly. They need to um they need to step it up if they yeah. want to like be con- they're supposed to be contenders this year. They're supposed to be contenders, but it's looking like... You think th- they're pretenders? They could be pretenders. If, I mean, it's early to say right now. If they if they do this, they're not making the playoffs. Well, yeah, if they repeat this. I don't think this should be a problem at all. I think this is just a fluke game. I mean, if you remember back from last year, they started off the season, uh, I don't remember, 0-2 or something. But with that first game, Joe Burrow having multiple interceptions and looked absolutely horrible so might just be that they're not so great to start the season off but I think this shouldn't be a problem and they'll end up doing the rest of the season just fine and making the playoffs for sure I'm looking forward to that I really like to see Joe Burrow play especially in his LSU days when he he went on that crazy tear and then they ultimately won the natty Mm -hmm. that year yeah on the uh, other side of the field with the Bengals game we had the Browns whose defense looked pretty good. Miles um, Garrett, 
pushing those linemen getting to the getting close to the QB quite a bit Miles Garrett he needs they, to keep his temper under control <laughs> don't want another one of those Mason Rudolph I situations can't imagine that that should be an issue but not a guy you'd want to mess with or tick off for sure no definitely not especially when he he's a big guy turned Mason Rudolph's head into a freaking <laughs> pumpkin Deshaun Watson not very good completion percentage of 55.2, mm-hmm. 154 yards. He only averaged 5.3 yards per pass. Right. He did have a touchdown and interception. QB rating was way down with the 50, 67. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, not what you'd be expecting necessarily from Deshaun Watson. I mean, he did take off that whole year a couple of years ago and only played in about mm, maybe 10-ish games last year. I'm not totally sure. Maybe it was six games. But I'm expecting better things from Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns compared to what happened last year. I mean, they've got a pretty solid offense with Nick Chubb and obviously Deshaun Watson at the QB, and then they've got Mari Cooper uh, as the receiver. So I think they can do some good stuff. Dalvin Peoples-Jones is also a very solid receiver to have. So, yeah, they had a solid win. Defense looked good. We'll see if they can continue it coming into week two. All right, so another segment I would like to do here is to, uh, pick a player that you thought was, like, very impressive this week. Uh, my my player that I thought for my Packers, because I'm a big Packers fan, um, I thought Jordan Love, great QB1 now, Aaron Rodgers gone, RIP is, is Achilles. <laughs> um, yeah, he had a great debut win, 38-20, to 20. Completion percentage could, could have completed a little bit more passes, but he had 245 yards, three passing touchdowns, zero interceptions. Yeah, he looked pretty solid out there with an average of 16 yards a completion or a uh, passing. So, yeah, he looked pretty good out there. Very solid. Um, obviously, not the first game he's ever started in the NFL, but a very solid season debut where he's actually going to be the QB1 for this team. So, looks very promising hoping that he can perform that way for the rest of the season. I'd say the Packers are probably pretty happy with what they see right now from Mm -hmm. Jordan Love. Obviously, like you said, the completion percentage wasn't very high, 15 of 27. It's not horrible, to be honest, but not great by any means. No, it is not. Um, I saw a comparison that they compared him to Aaron Rodgers in 2008 when he made his week one Mm -hmm. debut. When Aaron Rodgers went 18 for 22 with 178 yards and a passing touchdown that game, mm-hmm. Jordan Love went 245 yards and three passing touchdowns. So, I mean, those are some high numbers, some shoes that he needs to fill, but right. it's looking like he's he's been taught him to Aaron Rodgers. He knows the system. He's been in the system for, th- what, three, four years now? Yep. He, he's learned from one of the best, honestly. Yeah. And we can't forget that he was a first-round pick. He may have not been playing for a while. He's just been sitting behind Rodgers, soaking in all the information that he's been teaching him. And he was already supposed to be a pretty skilled guy coming in at the first round. So, hoping that he just continues to play well. Definitely week one, he looks pretty good. So, who would you say, like, your player yeah. of the week was? So my players. Or players, my bad. Of the week come down south in Miami. Tua Tungabailoa and Tyreek Hill. I mean, they they look good. Tua, 
466 passing yards and three touchdowns. And Tyreek Hill with 215 receiving yards and two touchdowns. I mean, come on. I mean, that's Those unheard. guys were explosive and exciting out there. I'm sure this is a hard topic for you because you did have Tyreek Hill on I'm your team. I'm literally wearing a Tyreek t-shirt <laughs> right now. So, it was sad <laughs> to see him go, but the money, the money. It's, it's too much for KC to pay out with the uh, players we're paying right now and who we need to go ahead and pay in the future. I would say, though, last year it worked out. Pretty dang good for us. Got the Super Bowl. But, yeah, nonetheless, Tyreek Hill's a guy I definitely miss on the Chiefs offense, and he's continuing to do what he does, which is just dust in corners. He is so fast. Unbelievably fast. He was trying out to be an Olympic athlete. Uh-huh. He still might. He might retire from football and pursue a career in the Olympics. I would say if he's looking to do that, he should do it sooner rather than later. Yeah. No one really knows how long that speed can truly last, especially the type of speed that he's got. But I um, I wouldn't doubt that he could make the U.S. team. He's, I mean, if you've ever seen the uh, one video of him in high school when he's doing the 200-meter Oh, they, he was so far ahead of they, him. Uh, they kind of show the, the line to be in the Olympics with Usain Bolt running. He was just behind that line. He is, A little bit of training, he could be there. Mm-hmm. He could be there. Yeah, no doubt. He's, he's got some burners. But, yeah, Dolphins got the dub over the Chargers, 36-34. So, good game. Chargers do what they do best. Choked it at the end of the game. You just, they played really well the whole game, and then just right at the end couldn't get anything done. I think they ended up, what was it, an incompletion, maybe a sack, a crappy pass, and then another incompletion or something can't remember exactly how it went but they blew the game at the end there you expect a little more from Justin Herbert and the guys he's got around him and honestly the coaches because what they brought in I believe his name is Kellen Moore their offensive coordinator coming from Dallas so he was supposed to bring some good things I mean overall in the game they did they did really well they just need to invest in a better O-line to protect protect to his head well i'll tell you I'll tell you what the uh big problem with the chargers is that defense they have a lot of money on the defensive side and gave up 36 points not something they should be doing tons of money over there i mean they've got they got joey bosa they got bosa they got um what's his the mr interception what the heck is his name it's a jc jackson J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack. Yeah, yeah, Jalen Ramsey still, don't they? Or is he? Ramsey is on Miami. That is right. I know. But he is hurt, I believe. So he did not play. But Chargers, they got stars on all three parts of the defense, all three levels. You would expect them to not give up as many points as they did there. Definitely need to improve there. Tons of money on that side of the field for them. And we're going to wrap it up today. Uh, what are your expectations for week two as we transition? I know that the the Vikings st- got destroyed yesterday. We can bypass well, that game. They didn't get destroyed. Lost 20, 28-34. So they put up 28 points. Kirk, who's not known for his primetime playing, 
actually had a really good game. Kirk had 364 passing yards and four touchdowns. So, Kirk, he balled out. They got the loss. Moved Eagles on. are just the they Eagles. They moved 0-2, don't they? They do move to 0-2. The Eagles moved to uh, 2-0. So, yeah. But my expectations for the rest of Week 2, I'll give you my Chiefs expectations since, you know, big KC fan here. Chiefs were going to be taking on the Jaguars. And they are three-point favorites coming into this game. I think the Chiefs can get the dub here. Well, They need a bounce-back week. They absolutely need a bounce-back week. Jaguars look good. Calvin Ridley looked great last week. Trevor Lawrence looked good. I still think the Chiefs should win this game. We got Travis Kelsey, who I'm pretty sure should be playing in this game, and Chris Jones, who just... Signed. Just signed that contract. Just yeah. signed back on, and he will be suiting up for that game too. So I'm hoping he's in football shape and he's ready to go. Should definitely help us out on the defensive side of the ball, having him up there. And um, having Travis Kelsey on the field is obviously a big plus for the Chiefs. I mean, Yeah, maybe not so many dropped passes mm-hmm. next week. Just having him out there on the field causes the other team to plan their defense around him and allows other guys to get open. So, but if they're not catching the ball, then it doesn't matter. I also expect the Bills to have a bounce back week. Josh Allen having four turnovers, yeah, really hurt my fantasy team. <laughs> really hurt a lot of people's fantasy teams. Really did not like that. But throwing three interceptions and a fumble, I believe, week one, and they just barely lost. Even him having four turnovers, and mm-hmm. I believe he also had two touchdowns that game too. Yeah, he. I believe he he had one passing touchdown. He had one passing touchdown. And no rushing touchdowns. So he just I mean, had the one tutty with the three picks. Not a good sign. But, yeah, I think the Bills should have a good bounce back week. They're going to be playing the Raiders. So they are favored pretty heavily in this game by eight and a half points. They should win this game pretty easily. Raiders got the dub last week against the Broncos. They looked, they looked pretty good. They looked all right. They got Jimmy G's QB now, so see how they do in week two. And Arlington Heights native Jimmy G does not live far down the street from me. Oh, really? He did. He went to the high school down the street from me. Oh, that's cool. It's pretty neat. It is indeed. I also do not expect the Cowboys defense to be as dominant as they were in week one. Well, they might not. They're um, but they might be. They're going against the Jets' offense, as we all know. Aaron Rodgers is out for the season, so the Jets' offense might not be as great. They might not be as great, but I still don't. Be- That's an explosive defense, but I do not think they can do it in Week Two again. You don't think so? I don't think so. I I say they will be good, but they won't put up the numbers that they did last week. I'll tell you what, the Jets are going to need to watch out for Parsons. Jets don't have a great line. Obviously seeing that with Aaron Rodgers going down. So, Parsons is going to... I'm predicting right now, Parsons, two sacks. Right I guess now. we'll see I guess we'll see what he does in week two, honestly. Yeah. But um, we'll see how the Jets do. Jets have an amazing defense, so we'll see if the Cowboys are able, able to put up as much points as they did last week. Um, Should be a good game. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see mm-hmm. what week two has in store for us.
Yeah. All right, that's going to wrap us up today in the first edition of Between the Lines after week one. I am Ryan Pickell here at the J School radio station. And uh, we joined here with AJ. And uh, hope you all have a great rest of your day.